Today we talk about another key component of teamwork, uh, something I consider very vital, and that is affirmation. Affirmation, I think, is one of the greatest gifts that you can give an individual. Uh, whenever you see them working hard or uh, behaving in a way that you appreciate or whatever it is that you may appreciate about somebody, letting them know that is a gift uh, to them, and it's a gift that uh, has lots of benefits, and we're going to talk about that today because it is a key um, to teamwork. So whenever someone is working hard on a task and we see a coach or a boss or a coworker or a friend tell them that they have done a good job, it has phenomenal rewards. And we see that everyone in their life could use affirmation. It's a key relational um, aspect, if you ask me, in my humble opinion, with no type of uh, psychological, sociological degree to back that up. I'm just saying I think it's key to relationships and teamwork and even Jesus uh, got affirmation in his life, and that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 17, and this is what it states. It says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to Jordan to be baptized by John. Now, this is John the Baptist, if there's any question. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized and he went up out of the water, at that moment heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. Think touched by an angel. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. The first thing that affirmation does is it provides confirmation. Affirmation provides confirmation in our lives, right? Whenever somebody is doing a task and we affirm them as a leader, it is saying you are doing a good job, it is saying that you are doing the job that I want you to do, and it tells others that if they have an issue with that job, they shouldn't, right? Because the leader is affirming that belief. We'll get, we'll get deeper into that. Now, Jesus didn't need God's affirmation to be Jesus, right? He's still going to be Jesus. Uh, just being the Son of God alone and being called into the type of ministry that he did, Jesus was affirmed. If anybody in the world did not need affirmation, it was Jesus. And yet, Jesus was still affirmed by God. What it really did is it went a long way with those who might have questioned Jesus' ministry, right? And we're going to get into this a little bit later, but we see that Jesus was actually questioned. Who is this Jesus? Why is he saying that he is the Son of God? Why is he saying that he can do these things? But God's affirmation went a long way into taking away people's ability to question who he was. Now, I work with a guy at Federal I know we're getting a lot of federal stories, but hey, it's where teamwork plays a major role in my life. Now, I work with a guy at Federal, and he, uh, he is in everything. He's a very valuable member to our team. His hand literally is a little bit in every area of our department. The problem is with his job is that his work is not extremely visible, right? He's not one of the guys that, like, he's pushing out a bunch of stacks of paperwork, or you can see in the call logs that he has a ton of phone calls or uh, those types of things. He doesn't have, like, these large measurable stacks and amounts of work that you can point to and say, look how much that guy's doing. And because of that, there's been some grumbling in, in our, our department or people that get a little frustrated with him because he's in a leadership position and people think, well, look at all this work that I'm doing. And they focus on their big stack of work, but they don't see what he's doing. And so they, they're frustrated by that. And there's been some grumbling. And it got to a point where our manager, our boss, finally had to come out and say, listen, this man... He's doing exactly what I want him to do. The position, the role that I want him to fill, he is doing exactly that. And he's doing a great job at it. 
He affirmed him. Right? He praised him for the job that he was doing. And it was a funny thing that happened. Everybody else that had these grumblings and had these problems with his work and and, and the effort that he was putting forward, that kind of all started to melt away. Right? And people realized, oh, oh, so our boss, our boss does see. Right? The leader in our department does see what, what, what we're doing, and clearly he sees what he's doing, and he's happy with that. And so uh, I may not be on the same level, and so I just need to take a step back and, and let him do his job and focus on my job. And that's what affirmation does in teamwork. On a team, when you affirm somebody, it's telling everybody in that team that that person is doing their job and that they're doing a good job. And we need to be able to do that in the teams that we are on. Jesus faced a similar struggle uh, that my coworker faced because in John 6:42, and this is actually after, well, chronologically, it, it's, we think it's after when this baptism took place, right? And so Jesus is in his ministry and he's talking to people that, uh, in a group of, of people that he kind of grew up with. And this is what they say in 6:42. They said, "Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know?" How can he say that I came down from heaven? So Jesus is making these claims. I came down from heaven. I'm the son of God. I'm here uh, to show you a new way and all, all these things. And, and the people are like, dude, you were making tables like two weeks ago. What do you mean you're from heaven? Who, 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 who are you? Like, you're Jesus. We know you. Like, we ate in the same market you did three weeks ago. And so now you're the son of God? Right, but he, we can point back to, to Jesus' baptism and people could say, yeah, he, he was that guy. He is. He, he's the guy we know. He, he's the guy that was making tables two weeks ago, and he was in the marketplace eating with us, and he was living life right beside us. But you know what? When he was baptized, the heavens opened up, and the Spirit alighted on him, and God came out and said, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. See, and that would have meant something to them because in that time, this is like the gap, the period where Jesus wasn't speaking through prophets and he wasn't yet kind of speaking through Jesus. And so God communicated with his voice from heaven. Talk about like really freaking you out. <laughs> Sitting there all of a sudden it's like, this is my... Why does everybody always assume that God has like a deep voice? <laughs> like, why does everybody assume that God's baritone? What if he's like, this is my son? I mean, I'm not like picturing like a Michael Jackson type voice, okay? But I'm just saying, why do we always assume that it's got to be bass? Not all of us are blessed with that type of vocal range. That's all I'm getting out there. And so when, when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist and the Spirit descended on him and God literally said, this is my son, it affirmed the ministry that Jesus was about to start. And it said that this man fully has my backing. Affirmation does another thing in teamwork. Affirmation encourages dedication. Affirmation encourages dedication. Now, when we are part of a team, when we work as a team, I think that we want two things, and, and we could want a lot more, but there's two things that I look at, and this is what I really want. I want people on our teams to be dedicated to the work of the team, okay? And we want people on our teams to work as a team. You can't have a bunch of individuals and expect to have a team, right? And you, you, you need to be dedicated towards the same focus and the same mindset and the same goal for a team to really work. Those are the two things that we want. When we see people behaving in that way, when their eye is on the, the singular prize, when they're focused on the goal of the team and they're willing to help out with the team and work here and work there and, and just do the job that needs to be done, we affirm them, we affirm their efforts, it encourages them to continue to behave in that way. It encourages continued dedication. Affirming people's efforts when they're doing what you want them to do 
encourages that they continue to do that. But not doing that has the opposite effect. And I think that we can all kind of place ourselves in that position, right? Sometimes in work, whatever the job may be, whether it's at actual work or it's around the house or it's in a friendship, and sometimes we can just have these doubts of like, do people see everything that I'm doing? Do they appreciate it? Right? I think a lot of this happens at work. Sometimes, I know it happens for me, you're just doing a lot and you just wonder, is anybody seeing what I'm doing here? Right? I'm, I'm bending over backwards. I'm trying to pick up for the team. I'm doing everything that I can, and I just seem to be getting passed over for promotions, and I seem to be getting passed over. They're, you know, they're recognizing everybody else's efforts, but what, what about me? And I don't think that that's necessarily a negative thing. That's a natural human instinct. Like People want to be encouraged for the work that they do. That's a natural thing, and we need to be people that, that appreciate that and, and make that known. See, it's one thing to appreciate somebody for what they do, but it's a complete other thing to actually let them know that you appreciate them. It's a complete other thing to actually build them up and let them know that you appreciate them. Because when you fail to give people the recognition that they deserve, they become secluded, they start to focus only on their own self, their own task, and eventually what happens is they leave the team because they don't feel connected to the team. In Proverbs 18.21, we're told that the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Now, this verse is talking specifically, I think, uh, through my studies about gossip, right? We, we kind of even mentioned this back when we talked about gossip a month or so ago. But the principle in this verse still stands. Our, our tongue, our words, they can give life or they can bring death. And so the things that we say, we can either build somebody up or we cannot. And as part of a team, it's important that we are building up our other teammates and our team members that are on our team so that we continue to work for each other, that we continue to have the dedication towards the task that we are trying to complete. Affirmation is key. Affirmation is key. The third thing that affirmation does is that affirmation encourages affirmation. When people, when we affirm people, we foster people affirming people. Say that again because it's kind of confusing. When we affirm people, we foster people affirming people. It's a new organization. We're going to start people affirming people. Sounds like something, right? It's contagious. It's contagious. When you recognize someone's effort, right, what, what is that? Just think about yourself. When someone recognizes your effort, when they appreciate the things that you do, what kind of feeling does that, like, cause inside you, right? You well up with pride, like what I would call healthy pride, like you feel appreciated, you well up with a little bit of pride, you, you kind of rededicate yourself to the task, yeah, I'm going to keep doing this, I'm going to keep moving forward, I'm going to keep doing positive things. Right? Those things happen within us, and, and that's contagious because when people receive that type of praise, they are quicker to give that type of praise to others. They're quicker to recognize, hey, that person's doing a great job, and I'm going to let them know that. See, a lot of times what happens is when we fail to affirm others, then they're like, well, if no one's going to tell me I'm doing a good job, why should I tell them they're doing a good job? That's not a great attitude to have. That's not like the healthiest position that we can be in, but it's kind of a natural human thing that happens. And so we want to affirm people. We want to tell them good job when they're doing a good job. And in this passage, we see something kind of cool happen. See, Jesus was affirmed by God. Jesus was affirmed by God after his baptism, but, but Jesus also, through his baptism, affirmed John the Baptist. And this is a really cool thing, I think, that happens here in this chapter. In verse 14, 
Uh, it says, but John tried to prevent him, saying, I have need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Now, here's the geek part of this verse, okay? The, this verse was written in what we call the imperfect tense. It denotes an ongoing effort. So the situation wasn't like John was like, hey, you shouldn't be baptized by me. I should be baptized by you. And Jesus was like, no, baptize me. And John was like, all right. Okay, John was fighting him. John did not want to baptize Jesus. He felt unworthy. He saw that he shouldn't be the one baptizing the Son of God. He had some understanding of who Jesus was. And so he's sitting there saying, hey, I, I'm not baptizing you. This is not my role. This is for you to do. And Jesus was like, no, you, you, I, I want to be baptized. And John's like, listen, I'm not doing it. It's not going to happen. And I, I picture it not like a sinful argument, but I think there was kind of a little bit of back and forth, a little bickering, like, hey, do you know who you are? Yes, I know who I am, but I need you to baptize me. Yeah, but I'm not going to do that because you know who you are. I'm, I'm well aware. Thank you. Baptize me. And so eventually Jesus says, look, you know the scriptures, right? You know the scriptures. You know that this has to be done to fulfill all righteousness. You know that this has to be done to set the example for those that follow. And so you will baptize me. And eventually John relents and he says, yes, because that is so, I will baptize you. Theologians have settled on a few answers of why this took place. Why did this take place? Why did John, why did Jesus agree to be baptized by John? Why did he go be baptized by John? See, one of them was that he was providing a demonstration, right? Jesus was setting the example, living the way that we are supposed to live, that when we become believers of God, that we are to be baptized as that representation. So that's, that's one instance. But the other, ins, the, other, the other way that it pertains to us, and the one that pertains most to today, which resonates with us most to today, is that Jesus was affirming the ministry of John the Baptist. This was like the capstone for John's ministry. This was a, hey, you're doing a good job. This is a job well done. I recognize what you've done. You've paved the way for me to come. Because that was really John the Baptist's role. You've done a wonderful job in doing that. And so, you know what? I'm going to be baptized by you. As a thank you, as a you're doing a great job, as a continue to do what you're doing. Leading by example and teaching us to affirm those who are on our team. I'm going to say something to you all today, and I don't say this in a joking manner. I don't say this lightly. I just want you to know I affirm you. Not a statement that you hear often, but I affirm you. I affirm your efforts to walk in the way that Jesus would have you to walk. I affirm you being here today. It's appreciated. Because I know that sometimes on Sunday mornings, it's a lot easier to sleep in than it is to get up and get ready to go to church. I understand that. I just want you to know that if you ever walk in this door and you wonder, do people recognize me? Do people see me? Do people appreciate what I'm doing? The answer there is yes. We do. We see it. We love you. We appreciate you. Know that. So I don't say it lightly. When I say that I affirm you, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. You're doing a great job. And in life, as long as you are taking steps forward to be in the kingdom of God, to follow the direction that Jesus is trying to lead you in the direction that God is trying to lead you in the direction that the Holy Spirit is trying to lead you, you're doing a good job. You won't be perfect. You'll have bumps along the way. There will be days where you feel like, man, I just don't want to do this anymore, or this is too difficult. But every day that you feel that way and you keep pushing through, I affirm that decision. But more importantly, God affirms that decision. Jesus affirms that decision. 
And it's that decision, that's the reason that Jesus came to this earth, that he led by example, that he affirmed those around him, that he went and died on a cross to say more than anything, I affirm you with my life because I love you. On the various teams that we find ourselves on, we need to affirm the individuals that are working alongside us and that are working underneath us. People need to know that they're appreciated. It's a key element to teamwork. It's a key element to any relationship. It's a key element in life. We have to affirm those around us when they're doing a good job. And when we see others that maybe aren't doing a good job, we need to find ways to build them up. Maybe you can't affirm the work that someone's doing, but maybe you can affirm the person that they are. And maybe you can say, hey, this isn't the greatest job in the world, but I just want you to know that I love you, and I affirm the belief that you can do better. And I want to give you that chance. I want to give you that effort. Trust those around you. Love those around you. Build each other up. And tell somebody good job. It'll mean the world to them. And it will mean a whole lot to you. Let's pray, shall we? God, we come to you right now. We thank you for this day. We thank you for who you are. We thank you that you are a God who affirms our decisions. We thank you that you are a God who tells us that you love us, who tells us uh, that we are doing a good job, who will one day tell us, well done, good and faithful servant. Lord, we also thank you that you're a God who doesn't give up on us, who corrects us when we maybe are off a little bit in our actions and in our decision-making, God, but you continue to love us anyways. You continue to want us to be in the fold. You continue to want us to be a part of your team. God, help us to be people who are on teams that work for one another, who work for a common goal, and who focus on the things that you would have us focus on. God, give us the strength to get out of our comfort zones, to tell people that they've done a good job, to tell people that they're loved, to tell people that they're appreciated, even when those conversations sometimes feel awkward and maybe out of place. But God, help us to be people who don't shy away from gratitude. God, as has been my prayer recently, give us your heart, give us your eyes, lead, guide, and direct us. I ask for all these things, and we ask for all these things in your son's name. Amen. We are going to continue in worship. I will be over here to the left as is common practice. If you need to talk to me about anything, come talk to me. We can pray. We can tell each other jokes. I don't know why we would do that, but I'm just telling you I'm, a, I'm open for anything. If you need to talk about salvation, you need to talk about having a relationship with God, come talk to me. You need to talk about rededicating your life and, and getting things right again, come talk to me. If you want to become a member of this church with arms wide open, we affirm that decision and we say welcome. But come talk to me and let's figure out what it is that God needs you to do today. Otherwise, stand with us and let's worship the God who affirms us and tells us that he loves us and that we've done a good job.